720 WGN. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We talked to the Illinois State Police earlier in the show. Everybody is talking about what happened yesterday on I-55 near Springfield. And Tom, you were the first person I was thinking of. Tom Skilling is with us, our beloved meteorologist. Have you ever seen anything like that? You know, uh, Lisa, I'll tell you something. We have dust episodes uh, pretty frequently at the beginning of growing seasons because there's a lot of field work and you've got nothing, no vegetation in yet. The crops haven't sprung. So uh, as a result, of there's nothing to hold the dust down and, and the soil down. But what happened yesterday is in a league all its own. Uh, I was looking. They, they put an interesting uh, analysis out of the Lincoln office of the National Weather Service downstate. And they were pointing out, we've had a couple of really noteworthy dust episodes. One was in June 1990. Uh, there was another one in, uh, gosh, what I'm looking at here, in uh, uh, oh, 2017. And uh, each of those involved accidents uh, because of the visibility reduction. And, you know, it's not unlike what happens frequently in the southwestern United States. The only difference is, those dust storms, and they call them haboobs there, it's, it's a term uh, with an Arabic origin because uh, early scientists who looked at the um, uh, dust storms out there said they were like those that occurred around Khartoum over in the Middle East. But um, those storms usually are the product of an outflow from thunderstorms. What happened yesterday was the product of this mammoth spring storm that produced all the clouds and cold weather and showers here. We've been in this this system for about three days now. And the high winds down there, they had uh, winds clocked at 54 miles an hour at uh, Springfield Airport. And you know, it's interesting. I, I went down to Springfield uh, for the uh, Lincoln Academy uh, event, and we were noticing driving down uh, the field work that was going on and the dust clouds that were going up. And I looked, uh, you know, the relative humidity yesterday was only around 20% with these 50-mile-an-hour winds. And that's an area where rainfall has been uh, less than normal. So they're dry to begin with. So all these conditions conspired. High winds, low humidity, no rain to really saturate the soil and keep the the soil down. And no crops out yet because we're just entering the growing season. So all these things contributed to dust. But we've had that. We had one storm that sent dust into Chicago uh, from downstate. And I remember when I was working up in Wisconsin uh, back in the mid 70s, we had a dust storm that ran the length of Illinois and came up into southern Wisconsin. And it was really wild because, like, it was orange around all the street lights and everything else, even that far away from the origin of the dust. But I, I'll tell you what went on downstate yesterday was just really tragic. I. It's like getting stuck in a, uh, a blizzard where you have no visibility at all, and you're traveling along on a highway like I-55, an interstate. What can you do? You can't pull over to the side because people see your headlights and presume you're, uh, you know, you're moving, and they'll right. plow into you that way. So you're really between a rock and a hard place knowing how to deal with that. Everyone wants to assess blame. Some people are blaming the drivers, though they must have been driving too fast. Let me just say, you hit a wall. You don't know what's on the other side of that wall because you lose visibility. Yeah. And other people were blaming the farmers. And today, for the first time, I heard my husband swear because he said they're not responsible for the wind. They could not have predicted this. This does not. No. 
you know, this is this is not our farmers. <laughs> you know, we should not lay that on our farmers. Our farmers were out doing field work as they normally do. They can't help it that a fifty mile an hour wind and twenty percent humidity suddenly decides to decide to show up on the scene. I mean, what are they to do? Put plastic over the fields? Uh, right. You know, it just it's. <laughs> It, it simply doesn't work, uh, and we, our farmers produce our food. And prior to becoming what uh, Steve Alexander calls farmer-adjacent, meaning I married into <laughs> it, <laughs> I love that term, yeah. I didn't grow up with it, but what I I've realized it. is that they are our greatest conservationists, and that is hard for environmentalists to hear. And look, I'm an environmentalist, but they have to conserve the ground that they have because that is how they make their money and feed America. Absolutely. Crops are moved around from one field to another field to try and conserve the nutrients in the ground. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, there's a period every year where the ground has got to be prepared for planting, and there's nothing there on it. Uh, There will be, and a month, you know, we'll have sprouts coming up, and and the crop will be on its way. But we hit this period, uh, you know, every year, where the ground is being prepared for the crop. And if you get one of these storms to come in and you're a little low on moisture and you've got low humidity and howling winds, I mean, this storm that uh, produced that wind here yesterday and downstate uh, produced a tornado, the first EF3 tornado ever to go into Virginia Beach, Virginia. It's produced up to 29 inches of snow in upper Michigan. Then they've had three inches of rain on top of that snow up there. And and keep in mind, we've got the Mississippi River in flood now uh, because of the runoff from the uh, abundance of snow that we had in the upper Midwest, which was an offshoot of all those um, atmospheric river storms that went into California. They continued eastward, produced tornadoes in their warm sector. uh, And up north, they produced bountiful snows that are now melting and filling our river systems with meltwater. You know, that, too, is a situation nobody can really control very well. That's nature uh, doing its thing. So it, it it's really sad. I, I do think we travel too quickly on our roads. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm worried about that. But with the volume of traffic we've got, what can you do there? You right, know? right. You, you slow down, you're going to have somebody plowing into you, you know. And um, so you try to keep up with everybody else. And then, as you said, Lisa, you hit this wall of zero visibility that you didn't expect. And what do you do? It must be awful. Right, because Uh, on the other side, there could be an 18-wheeler, and you don't see it. And that's how the chain of collisions continues. And I know you saw the video that my husband took yesterday near his farm fields, where, again, a two-mile dust storm just pops up, and, and all of a sudden, all he can do is stop. Now, he's in such a rural area you know, there was no other traffic around him, but I can't imagine on 55 what that was like to encounter. No, you're absolutely right. I, I did look at the video. I saw that you had posted it, and I reposted it uh, on my Facebook page because I think it made the very point that you're making. Uh, and that is you come up on this quickly, and all you can do is pull over. It was clear your husband was on a rural road where you can do that. Right. You're on I-55, and you've got semis. And by the way, there's construction uh, in places down there as well. 
Uh, I don't know where this uh, figured with the construction areas, but I know we went through some construction driving down to Springfield. So yeah, you went down to one lane in some place, and you're even more restricted there as to what you can do because it's harder to get off the road in a construction zone. So you've got to keep moving. Tom Skilling is with us. We're going to talk about why he was in Springfield, what we have to look forward to. But first, Mary's got to check on the current temps and traffic as well. 720 WGN. Tom Skilling from WGN TV is with us. It's brought to you by Permaseal Basement Systems. And and I was so happy, Tom, to hear you say that the farmers are absolutely not at fault because, honestly, I've never heard my husband swear and when he heard that today, I said, did you just say that word? And he's like, we are not responsible for the storms and the wind. I'm like, no, I'm on your side. No. I get it. But you were no. down in Springfield and yes. you noted how fast people drive to get there. But I saw you in your tucks and tails being honored with the highest civilian honor ever bestowed upon citizens of this state. And oh, it is so well deserved. But my gosh, you're so skinny. You look fantastic. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Lisa, I, was like, I love you. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, go on. I mean, well, this is the tucks, the tucks and the tails. You know, Lisa, oh my gosh. You and I talked about this last week, and I had more people come up to me and say, We heard you talking with Lisa Dent about this. <laughs> oh. so, and they said, we, we knew you were coming then when we heard this. But um, what a nice, uh, I, I'll tell you, I had fun. The state capitol is beautiful. Uh, that building is just amazing. I met the governor and his wife. There was a reception for all of us who were part of this Lincoln Academy um, uh, uh, presentation. It was it was amazing. It really, oh. I'm without words to describe it all. That it is wonderful. And while you were gone, we were honoring a good Samaritan. This is the woman who saw a couple getting beat on in downtown Chicago during that teen takeover. And she came into the studio on on Thursday so we could thank her. And I want you to hear what she said, because apparently she has met you. Listen to this. And you've met Tom Skilling. I did. (laughs) And he's a great guy. So, Lenora, who do you like better, Lisa or Tom Skilling? Uh, (laughs) Tom Skilling. He's Tom Skilling. Well, I grew up on Tom, so I guess I have a soft spot for for him. Uh, I love that people said they grew up on you. (laughs) That is so sweet. You know, I didn't realize, I saw her on our news, that she was brave. Yeah. She saw these people being attacked, and she said, I, I knew I had to get in there. Can you imagine doing that and no. hurting yourself at that? No. I mean, she is, in the truest sense of the word, a hero. But she she watches my shows. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you, I am... <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> That's so cute. I grew up on Tom Skilling. I love that. That's hey, do we we have warm weather on the way? This big storm bringing all the wind and causing that dust storm collision and crash after yeah. crash. So does this mean warmer weather is coming, Tom? Well, you know what? There is warmer weather. Now, I'll tell you, it'll come in stages. Uh, we'll get a modest warm-up later in the week. And by that, I mean, we'll go back to normal. That's going to feel like a big warm-up because we've had 10 days now 11, that we have not been near normal. Normal this time of year is mid-60s. We'll be up to that range, maybe a tad higher away from the lake. One thing is we'll have the wind cutting in from the southeast, so that means it'll be cool downtown and up and down the lakeshore and on our beaches. 
And over the weekend, the winds will turn more easterly, which brings them more directly up the water. So the weekend will be cooling off some uh, and be a little cool. But I think next week, Lisa, we'll have another surge of warmth. And that one could put us up to or above 80 degrees. And do you know, by this date last year, we were only nine days away from our first 90-degree temperature. Oh. Uh, it's May the 2nd. We had our first 90 on May 11th last year, and we had another one right after it. And I was looking. Uh, 80, 99% of years have produced an 80-degree or higher temperature from this point forward at some point. 94% of base have produced an 85 and 78% of base since 1942 around here, going back to World War II, 78% uh, of years have produced a 90-degree temperature. So we'll have our cool spells, but they'll be less and less numerous. And we'll certainly get out of this thing that we're in now, though it will be a little cool near the lake over the weekend. Uh, but I think we've got warmer weather on the way. And have winds died down today? Are we still at risk of these no. dust storms? Oh, okay. There, there could be some blowing. It's not as strong as yesterday, but um, there could be in some open areas some blowing uh, of the dust. You know, until we get plant life out, veg, you know, our crops growing and all the rest, you've got that exposed soil, and if you blow a wind over it, you're going to get some blowing. Uh, there's no avoiding that. It's not our farmer's fault. It's just the way it is, and uh, it has to do with uh, the growing seasons, which are dictated by Mother Nature. What are we looking at for the next couple days? Yeah, the winds will come down the next couple of days. It's windy yet today. They'll be dying down some tonight. Uh, As an example, tomorrow, uh, the winds will be running uh, about 10 to 20 miles an hour in the morning. They will die down to more like 6 to 12 miles an hour in the afternoon. Then only 5 to 11 mile per hour winds from the east-southeast Thursday. Friday, 8 to 17 miles per hour. Saturday, 8 to 15. Sunday, 7 to 17. Problem over the weekend is the winds are going east-northeast, and we get cool when that wind comes off the water like that. But I I think by Tuesday we'll get a south-southwest wind, and that might even be enough to push the warmth up to the uh, beaches and the lakefront. And those are the days we could get up close to 80 degrees, if not a little higher. So hang in there, Lisa. There's some warmer weather coming. That is fantastic. All right, everybody go look at Tom Skilling and his tucks and tails looking all handsome over the weekend. That is on social media everywhere. And thank you so much, Tom. It's always wonderful to talk to an expert, the expert, about what happened yesterday, because you certainly gave us some Uh, eye-opening information. Oh, my gosh. I feel so bad for everybody involved. Um, You know, nature does that to us at times. Uh, Let's not finger point. Let's learn from it. Maybe slow down on our highways a little bit. Um, But anyway, Lisa, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a beautiful day, Tom. Thank you. You too, Lisa. <laughs> did you did you guys giggle when when he heard Lenora Dennis that she he's like she watches my show. He's such a <laughs> like what a guy. Everybody watches his show. Every his show. It's called WGN News. We all tune in, obviously, for that guy Tom Skilling. Terry Savage is going to join us after five o'clock. Rick Bayless, who has started something new, he's rethinking tipping. It all came about because of the pandemic. We'll talk to the celebrity chef and restaurateur coming up. That's after Steve's news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago's very own.